Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. And and fans, have we got a treat for you. We have a legit football and media star with uh, in the Arkansas football community uh, joining us. It's David Basil. He played at Arkansas uh, in the 80s. Uh, was a team captain, played under uh, Lou Holtz, led the team in tackles one year, played with Steve Atwater. And uh, he is just his his resume, it seems to go on uh, forever, but uh, he's a member of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he creates uh, or has created multiple uh, trophies and awards that are given out annually. Uh, the Frank Burroughs Award, as an example, uh, the boot when Arkansas plays LSU, uh, amongst uh, many others. He is a Razorback analyst and reporter for the ABC affiliate in Little Rock. That sounds like a big deal. And uh, he is a co-host on uh, a morning talk show in Arkansas, 103.7 The Buzz. And so he's on four or five hours a day on the air uh, talking ball uh, for reals. And so uh, really feels like uh, we sort of landed a big fish or it was a treat, certainly, to get to uh, talk uh, with him about the Razorbacks. So. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to kick it over to the interview. Go. All right, Alabama fans, have we got a special treat for you. Uh, we've been bringing in guests, uh, interviews for these shows. And, and uh, you know, as we say, we don't always know who we're going to get in terms of an interview. And tonight we've really reeled in uh, a big fish. David Basil with uh, Arkansas and uh, the resume that uh, this guy has. Uh, it would take a show just to talk through that. And so some of the highlights, he hosts a morning our co-host, uh, a morning show, 103.7 The Buzz in Arkansas. Uh, he's our Razorback analyst and reporter for Little Rock ABC affiliate. He's a former Arkansas linebacker, team captain, and leading tackler. He's a trophy creator, 
and a member of the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. I'm not worthy. David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining tonight. Yeah, David, you uh, you read that just as I wrote it up, so that's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I've been here in Arkansas a long time, overexposed, uh, doing too much stuff. People are probably sick of me, but uh, it's been a, it's been a great run. I'm from uh, Panama City, Florida, originally, and came to school to play for Lou Holtz back in the early '80s, and never left, and been able to continue to make uh, sports and the Razorbacks be a part of my professional life and career, and just been a blast to be able to not only follow the hogs in, in, in all sports, but especially football, but be able to do some of those things like the Burles award that goes to the top assistant football coach in America. And then uh, some of the trophy games and different things. So I, I've been plugged in and, you know, the good, good and bad about that, Dave, is when the program is up, it makes it a lot of fun. When the program is down, it's miserable for what I do. So, <laughs> so it's finally a, it's nice to be, have a nice season going with Sam Pittman and there's some, some positive and, and hope for the program. Absolutely. Well, overall you're winning at life, right? I mean, you're getting, you're getting yes, you know, dialed yes. into the football program and making a career yes. out of it. That's awesome. That's exactly. I'm blessed. I am for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, hey, let's talk a little bit about uh big win Saturday for Arkansas. You know, it's tough to win in the sec uh, on the road overtime at LSU, that brings Arkansas to seven and three, uh, first time in the AP rankings in, in a while. And this is a little bit rare in the SEC. There's not many, you know, in-season trophy games. This is an in-season trophy game, the boot. Uh, talk about it, almost a parallel question. What's it like uh, across the fan base to win a big game like this? And uh, sort of as the originator of the trophy, what's it like to see that to come back to Arkansas? Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, the trophy is always secondary, you know, uh, it's not the most important thing, but it is symbolic uh, of the win. And, uh, you know, LSU fans, you know, like to say, we don't care about the boot. They don't care because they win it every year. They've won it five years in a row. And, you know, for, there for a while, it was going back and forth and had some great classic games. And it was the last game of the year. It was always the Friday after Thanksgiving. And uh, it was a really cool tradition to have that game at War Memorial. And that changed. And uh, A&M was the, uh, now the end of the year game for LSU. And we played Missouri. So first of all, you got to remember, Dave, these players on this year's team have never seen the trophy. Seen They've lost five years in a row to Dan Orgeron and LSU. And um, you know, have not beaten, you know, and it's it just really disappointing that they've never beaten them, never seen the trophy. So to be able to go down there on a Saturday night in Baton Rouge, as you know, never an easy place to play, even with the team that they have this year. So uh, you break that losing streak. You did the same thing against Texas A&M. You know, we had lost nine in a row to the Aggies. And so uh, got that Southwest Classic trophy, uh, got the boot back. And, you know, it, it, I don't have any kids. So that's the closest thing I have to a kid are these trophies I create. So great to have the boot back in Arkansas. And uh, again, it's just sort of symbolic. It's hard to get the program going in the right direction when you keep losing these kind of games. Uh, so it's great to see that. And hopefully there's one more trophy we play for against uh, Missouri. That's after obviously Alabama. Um, there's a trophy in that too. So I think it was just a lot, you know, these, these kids, these kids have never been to even a bowl game, Dave, if you can believe mm -hmm. that never been to a bowl game, which for you know, most of us in the play college football, at least have a few in there, but they've just been at a bad time in, in Razorback football history. So now every game you're playing for is a better bowl. And then you have the icing on the cake to see, uh, you know, as a guy who created that trophy, it's really cool to see those players run and get that trophy and bring it back because it's symbolic. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, we're coming back. And, you know, you know, a lot of people say, you know, that wasn't a good LSU team. Well, again, we saw what they did against Alabama. They're, they're, they're a talented bunch. 
um, was not a great offensive game for the Razorbacks, although you got to give credit to LSU, LSU's defense, just like they did against Alabama. You know, they got some players that run, you know, they're great athletes, they run fast. And so, again, that's just getting the hogs back, you know, to be seven and three at this point with a chance to finish the season, most likely eight and four, uh, with maybe a bowl game winning nine games in what many have ranked the toughest schedule in America because yeah. Arkansas not only had to play Alabama every year, but they have to play Georgia. So you got number one and number two on your schedule, and just you know both on the road, LSU on the road, so just uh, Ole Miss on the road. So the fact that they can end up winning eight games with a team that, if you think about this, Dave, two years ago was two and ten, getting yeah. blown out at home against Western Kentucky and San Jose State. It's it's a really remarkable turnaround, a great job by Sam Pittman. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of uh, speaking of Coach Pittman, I think there's a question everyone wants to ask. Is is he as easy to like in person as he is in, in his pressers? Yeah, even more so, uh, Dave, even more so because he, you know, you wonder if that's real. And, you know, those of us who've had a chance to be around him outside, you know, the press conference world and those kind of things is he's the same guy. Players will tell you that he's, he's consistent. It's not fake. Um, and, and that's probably why he's been a successful recruiter all these years. Yep. Um, just the likability factors off the chart. He just got a he just got a way about him, an aura about him. This laid back. He's not he's not the same kind of guy like a saving type of coach. Now, he'll get on you, sure, uh, but he's not the same kind of intensity. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm telling you, he's he's resonated with our fans. I know Houston Nuts first year or two, you had that same kind of feeling where. You had a coach that people, the fans really love. Well, this guy is somebody, remember, nobody wanted this job, Dave. If you think about it, nobody wanted to take this job. I think, you know, Kiffin turned it down. Um, got Missouri turned it down. And so here was a guy who was an offensive line coach, said, I want it. You know, I grew up right next to this state. So he said all the right things. And most importantly, you know, he's winning. You know, it's, it's, uh, being a nice guy is fine and dandy. When you're losing, it's not quite as still, it's not quite right, as impactful. Right. When they pay to win. <laughs> that's right. When you're winning and, you know, you've, you know, turned that damn jukebox on and, you know, just saying all the things about being, uh, you know, proud about what Arkansas is. Arkansas has always been a program where you don't have the, the large numbers of great recruits. It's a small state. It's not the wealthiest state. It's, it's a very prideful state. And I think he's pushing those kind of buttons to get his players to remember that. He, he really is. He's, he's, you know, this is where he wants to be. He, he doesn't right. look at this as a, as a, as a career building so that he can go somewhere else. This is where he wants to be. That has to resonate with the fan base. You feel like you have one of, one of your own leading the program. Yeah. He, and he's come out and said it, you know, he's, he's got a house over and he just bought a million dollar home in hot Springs. He actually had one before that, but not a million dollar home, but so he's, he's pretty much vocalized that, uh, that, you know, if when I'm done, I'm staying here in this state. This is my state. So you hope it, it whatever, because most, most coaches don't retire on their own. They get fired yeah. you know, or forced to. So you hope there's a good ending on this thing because he's, he is a guy who does not want to see this as a, uh, as a stepping stone. And I think that's an, another endearing quality. I think most fans realize, Hey, this guy's so grateful to have the opportunity to be a head coach, you know, being an offensive line coach. So, yeah, so right now everything's great. You know, second year to be seven and three at this point with really a lineup, to be quite frank, you only got about three guys that are probably going to even be able to be looked at at the NFL this year. Only three. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable to think that this team is seven and three with that kind of, you know, that kind of talent level. Absolutely. And, he, and he's going to recruit well and bring in some some great players. Speaking of great players, talk about uh, quarterback K.J. Jefferson, 6'3", 
240, sort of a central casting. Uh, he's the team's leading uh, passer, and it's not close. Uh, he's a second leading rusher. It is close. Uh, talk about his development. How much upside does he have left? Yeah, I, I, I really, I did not see this coming. To be quite frank with you, I think even uh, you know Sam Pittman is, is, is has said this as much as that. Hey, listen, the guy's gotten better every week. To where uh, he is an excellent football player. He's big. He's strong. You know, he was the only offense you had against LSU, and that were basically him breaking tackles. You know, out of sacks and making a play, you know, and when he's running the ball, which I think, you know, will give Arkansas, you know, the best chance of any being able to hang around Alabama is that when he, this offense works better when he's running effectively. He's a big guy. He's six, three, he's every bit of six, three, two, 35, two, 40. He's a big dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of like a Cam Newton type. Uh, and he's got good speed for that size and he's got a good arm. You know, he's from, I think North Panola, Mississippi. And, you know, uh, there's great football played in that area. And he was a star quarterback, and most schools did not want to sign him as a quarterback, and Arkansas was one of those that did. And he's got a coach in Kendall Browse that believes in him, and I think it's really helped tutor him. Uh, but he's, he's been, to me, he, he's been the key to this season, no question about it. As you know, you, you got to have a great quarterback playing this league to have a chance. And, uh, and he's only a sophomore, so and he's a good kid, got a great attitude. So I think he's, you know, a lot of Razorback fans are really, you know, supporting him. And uh, obviously he'll have a test. Uh, this week against Alabama, but man, he's really performed well this year. He's been, as you said, the key to this success this season. Yeah, he's been fun to watch. Absolutely. Talk about the running backs a little bit. Traylon, uh, Traylon Smith, uh, he goes about a buck 90. Uh, Dominic Jackson, you know, he's closer to 240. So a lot of size differential there. How do the Razorbacks deploy those two backs around KJ Jefferson running the ball as well? Yeah, that's been an interesting position for the Razorbacks. You started out with Traylon Smith, who had a great year last year and uh, was really a, a savior for the Razorbacks in terms of running the ball. He's he small, you know, jitterbug type kind of guy, but a big-time playmaker. Uh, and so he starts the season, and then you have a guy named Rocket Sanders, who's a freshman out of South Florida, starts getting reps. And then Dominique Johnson comes on the scene about third or fourth game, and I had seen him – during two a days, bigs, you know, as you mentioned, 6'1, 240, you know, big backside, big thighs, runs upright, doesn't look like he's running that fast, but is really hard to get down. And so they uh they've really liked the way he's run the ball the last few games. So, you know, he's been getting getting the start, got I think 25 plus carries around around 20 plus in, in Mississippi State, but it did not do much against LSU. You know, think about it, it doesn't matter who you hand the ball to if you don't block anybody. You're not going to get any yardage. So I think that's what happened last week. But, you know, they have a good combination. You know, there's definitely a difference between Johnson style and Traylon Smith style. But um, but both of them are good quality backs. It's probably the best backfield in terms of depth that uh, Arkansas has had in a few years. How about uh, Traylon Burks at the wide receiver position? He's putting up uh, all-conference uh, candidate numbers. Who else should Todd fans keep an eye on? Well, there's no question. Burks is the is the is the best. I mean, he he is probably the best pro player on this team. He, you know, you mentioned six three two twenty five. Um, did not have a whole lot of success against LSU. I think part of that was play calling. I just did not scheme him open enough to give him opportunities. But you know, I think KJ Jefferson looks for him. He's got the biggest. I think his hands right now would be right now if he was in the NFL. Would he have the second largest hands in the NFL? So any ball that's near him, he's going to catch it. So he's not a 4-3, 4-4 four, 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 four kind of guy, um, but he is the type of guy that, that if you throw the ball around him, he most likely is going to catch it, does have deceiving speed. He's the biggest playmaker. So if Alabama decides to double up on him, you got the transfer from Florida State, Warren Thompson. You got uh, Devion Warren, 
uh, as receivers. So you got a few other guys, uh, but there, there, there is no question. It's Traylon Burks, and then there's a, a drop-off after that. Uh, and the tight end position has not been productive for the Razorbacks this year. That's been a, a big disappointment in terms of catching the ball. Blake Kern was a kid who, you know, really thought he would uh, really produce big time, and, and he just really has not. They move actually Trey Knox, who was a 6'5", 220 receiver, who was playing on the outside. They actually sort of moved him to a tight end position. So you'll see him, number seven, run routes like a tight end. Just sort of disappointing, though, that the, the tight end, you don't have Kern or one of the Henry boys producing as much at tight end. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that is that a function? You know, Alabama has seemed to always sort of struggle here of late uh, with tight end. So I was going to ask about Blake and, and the other fellows. Is that a Kendall, is that a, a function of Kendall Brow's offense and the scheming, or is it just, you know, coincidentally that, uh, you know, tight ends haven't been productive? You know, I, it's really it's really weird. I, I think they came into the season expecting Kern to have a better year than he's had. It, it drops some balls early on. Uh, and just for whatever reason, I, I don't know if, if Kendall Browse has lost confidence in him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to move Trey Knox, you know, they had a, a you know, a, a Hudson Henry, who was a, a five-star tight end out of Plastic Academy's brother of Hunter Henry, who was with the Patriots, just has not, has not caught on. And, and I think maybe, you know, they want to have a good blocker in there. Obviously, Trey Knox as a receiver is not a good blocker in terms of being physical like Kern is at 265. So, you know, that was the first play of the game. I think against LSU, Kern caught a pass. I was like, okay, well, maybe we'll see some more of that today, uh, but not the case. So really the offense, I think the way it works in, in my mind, Dave, is that it works through KJ Jefferson. If you get him running the ball, I think if you do not establish the run with KJ you're not going to have success. They didn't against LSU. And so what I look for against Alabama, and of course, you know, Arkansas is, I think, the number eight rushing team in America. So they like running the ball. We'll see if Alabama can, can hold up against that. And uh, if, K, if KJ gets going, it really loosens up the defense a lot better. If they shut him down, they're going to struggle to, uh, to move the sticks for sure. Yeah. How about the uh, offensive line? Uh, really a point of struggle uh, at Alabama. How are the Hogs, Hogs holding up? Well, you got a lot of you got a lot of older guys that have been around. That uh, you know, you got a couple of those you know super senior guys that uh, you feel like they've been there forever. This group has played together. Uh, they started out early in the season, really looking impressive. Then had that stretch against Georgia where they looked like they just couldn't block anybody. I think for the most part, most of these guys are overachievers. This is not this is not a group that you're going to see on Sundays. To be quite frank, they got a couple of the young guys that are playing, like Stromberg who, at center, really good player. Got a chance to develop. He's only a sophomore. Uh, and you got a couple other players. But the tackle position, you got two guys that have been around forever in Dalton Wagner and uh, Myron Cunningham. Um, again, good kids, good for the program, fighters, not the most talented. Uh, but they have been successful in run blocking. Uh, I think where they struggle is pass blocking coming off the edge. They're, they're, they don't handle speed very well. So I know Alabama's got some of those players that will probably give them a challenge. I think the best way you do that is usually run at those kind of guys instead of trying to run like they like they get against LSU. They, they tried to run on the outside and they just were too fast. LSU was so, but it's a good core group of offensive linemen. Um, and they, they've been a, a bright spot for the dogs, even though at times maybe they've struggled during that losing streak. Flip the field, uh, talk defense. The linebackers clearly lead the way. Bumper pool, Hayden Henry and Grant Morgan, just uh, fighting for tackles almost. It seems like, Talk about the Arkansas sort of defensive scheme uh, writ large and uh, who are some additional players to maybe watch on the front and back ends? Yeah, you know, the, the linebacker the linebackers are the heart of the team, Dave. You're exactly right. You know, uh, uh, Grant Morgan is a super senior and, uh, you know, a guy that 
this will be the end of his career. He's not an NFL guy, but he plays with heart. He, he's, he's got high football IQ. Uh, same thing with Bumper Pool, Hayden Henry, the same kind of way is that these guys don't impress you maybe physically, uh, but they run the ball hard. They've got high football IQ. And um, usually, as you know, when you have high football IQ, if you run a 4-6, you actually play at a 4-5 speed. Yep. It just reacts in time, gives you the ability to, to play the game faster. So they've been the key. The other thing is, you know, we basically, this defense was built on the transfer portal up front. You had three guys transfer in, uh, in uh, John Ridgeway, Mark Elletzi, and Trey Williams. And early on the season, they played really well. They hit that stretch with a three-game losing streak where they just couldn't put pressure. You know, uh, you know, Barry Odom would run the three-man the rush, and and at times, you know, you'd like to get a little pressure with that, but they just did not get any pressure at all. So you, you'll see a little bit more four-man when you bring in an extra man, Eric Gregory sometimes. And then the back, back side, you, you've got some experience. You lose your best player, Jalen Catalan, Dave. That was a major blow to the Hogs. He was a legit All-American type player. Uh, so that's, that's you know, been somebody's really hurt. You got Joe Fouché, who was a senior, been around. He's a safety, tough guy from Louisiana. Monteric Brown who was a uh, senior who, who made the big pick against LSU. So again, you know, all of these guys are solid. If you were looking at an NFL sheet, you, you probably wouldn't see many of these guys on there, but they play hard. Barry Odom's got them running to the ball, playing hard. And when, you know, you know, coming up against Alabama, one of the keys against Alabama is you got to tackle well, because they obviously got, got great running backs, great receivers and one miss. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a touchdown. And so uh, these guys will know where to go. Uh, I can I can promise you that you won't see a lot of busted assignments uh, for the most part. Uh, you'll see guys flying to the ball. And the question is, you know, can can you make the play when it's time to make the play? Fantastic. Let me get you out with an easy one. And I've never had to, uh, uh, you know, always ask who's your favorite. So who's your favorite hog? I've never had to qualify. You can't pick yourself. <laughs> well, you know, I tell you, I had I had some great teammates, Steve Atwater, who went to the NFL Hall of Fame. He was a uh, he was a safety with me. He was a young guy when he came on and I played with Billy Ray Smith, who was a great uh, defensive end, two-time All-American, played in the league for a while, Gary Anderson and some others. And um, But when it, when it just from a pure talent standpoint, I don't know if anybody beats, beats uh, Atwater, but that's as a teammate. You look at guys like McFadden. I had a chance when I played Dave, I got a chance to play against both uh, Bo Jackson uh, and Eric Dickerson. So I've seen the best, some of the best to ever play. And, uh, you know, and obviously Darren McFadden is right up there with him. And, you know, he, you can certainly say he's one of the greatest. But you can go back. Listen, you want to go back old time, Dave? I can go Lance Allworth on you, man. You know, you, you got guys like, you know, Lance. And, uh, of course, you know, Ar you know, Alabama has had some great Arkansans, too. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, all you have to do is start with um, uh, Don Hudson and yeah. uh, Bear Bryant. They, they played opposite. You know, it's funny, Dave. Nobody talks about Don Hudson here in Arkansas. Because he, he, you know, he's from Pine Bluff, but he goes to Alabama, and you know, many consider him maybe maybe the greatest receiver of all time. Right, you right. Know? But 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 but, and, and I think if you ask Bear Bryant, I think I saw a quote where, you know, if you talk about the greatest players of Alabama, you, you better start saying Don uh, Don Hudson. Of course, that was his line mate on the other end of the of the field. So, but anyway, yeah, you you think of uh, Lance Allworth, such a, a great talent, and of course, you know, so much have so much respect for Coach Brules and what he's done here with this program. Uh, for many years, we miss him, but uh, he was like Bear. He was one of the greats of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Darren McFadden is, uh, you know, certainly one of the best running backs I've ever seen uh, carry the ball. And uh, I just like, and it's another of your trophies, but I love the sort of the story 
of well, I, the first part of the story uh, with uh, with Burlesworth. Uh, I hate the yes. tragedy there, obviously, yep. but just uh, you know, it was a walk on and sort of pulled a bootstrapped himself and really became a top flight uh, player in the SEC, drafted uh, professionally, and then you know, unfortunately, uh, his un- untimely uh, accident there. But just uh, a lot of character, and and you're probably uh, probably have all sorts of stories or or, uh, uh, you know, experience much closer. But from a distance, it seems like that's a guy, uh, a lot of character, a lot of respect for someone like that. Yeah, Dave, if, if for those who have not seen the movie Greater, uh, it is fantastic. It's about his life story. And yeah, that, that was an honor for me to help create that award with the, with the uh, Burlesworth family and, and the foundation. And he was a real deal, man. He, he was, that was not some made up story. He, all the things you see in those movies, him working after hours and, uh, you know, he came in small and he just he didn't take steroids. That's him, you know, busting his butt and second round draft choice. He was going to start his rookie year. Yep. So all the things that he did, that's what you appreciate, Dave, about college football. And it's really cool that his award has now I think this is year 10 or 11. You know, it's it's a neat award. It's not like Rudy. You know, Rudy, it's a great story. But, you know, the difference between Rudy and, and, and Brandon Burlesworth, Brandon Burlesworth became an All-American as a yep. walk on. So yep. a great story there. I appreciate you bringing him up. He's He's a revered guy here in this state for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, David, it has been an honor uh, to chat uh, with you tonight to talk uh, Razorback football. Uh, we greatly appreciate uh, having you on. You're going to be in Tuscaloosa for the game this weekend? I will be. I will be. Looking forward to always a pleasure. I love, you know, the history of the school and obviously with an Arkansas connection with Bear Bryant. And, of course, with the Brewers Award, we've honored several of award winners, uh, including, uh, you know, Kirby Smart, Mike Loxley, of course, Steve Sarkeesian last year. And, and plenty of finalists too, and have a lot of respect for that program and what they do and the history there. And we'll see, hopefully the Razorbacks will come in and play a competitive game, play smart. Alabama is one of the best in the country. You can't, you got to come in with your A game or you'll get embarrassed, but I will be there Dave. Look forward to it. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. I appreciate, you know, guys like you who hustle and love the game enough that this is what they want to do and um, continue success for you. Fantastic. Thank you, David. And thank you for joining us tonight. You have a great one. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. All right. Welcome back, listeners. What did I tell you? That was a, uh, I thought it was a really great interview. It was a lot of fun to do. I felt like I had to up my game a little bit because this is a legit professional. And uh, hopefully I came across uh, not sounding too much like uh, like a small fry <laughs> that we are here on, on our show. But nonetheless, it was a lot of fun talking with David and uh, great conversation. And uh, certainly hope uh, you enjoyed it. So with that, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast, Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.